Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Time for the Buck Blue Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Man, we're streaming at 680thefan.com. You can click and watch. We've got that mobile app you should have by now or listen on the smart speaker. 10 o'clock hour on The Fan is brought to you by the Haug Law Group. We've got Road Dog on the road, Nerney ready to get to work, and Derek Thomas in the house again today. Hopefully your Tuesday's off to a great start. Another challenging rush hour traffic situation in Atlanta today, at least in my neck of the woods, coming down 400 southbound. A couple of wrecks along the way, shutting down five lanes of traffic. A lot of sitting and waiting. And yes, we took the alternate routes and they were clogged up too. Hey, one day, Nerny, it's going to send me back to small town Valdosta. This Atlanta traffic, man. I'm sure. I mean, if you contacted Claude over at UGA, I mean, Kirby could probably, you know, he's not always using that helicopter. Maybe he can lend it out to you for a couple days. Good week. grief, man. We didn't have any traffic in Valdosta growing up. But we got it here in Atlanta, man. Somehow it just tests your patience, it seems, every day. Nerdy, let's get to work. Bucks. Big. Take. All right, it sounds like the Major League Baseball owners and the Major League Baseball Players Association has made a little progress on a new CBA, Collective Bargaining Agreement. So I'm guessing here an agreement can't be too far away, which means the world champion Braves... And Freddie Freeman's free agent situation is going to drop soon. And it's going to hit the ground in a full sprint. I'm talking about the treadmill at 10 is the way this thing's going to hit the ground in a full sprint. And right now, it seems the L.A. Dodgers are the team to beat. And I've got three reasons why. Number one. The Braves apparently are reluctant to go six years on the contract extension. They'll go five. They won't go six. The Dodgers reportedly have no issue in cutting a check for six years and $200 million. Number three, L.A. is Freddie's home. I'm sure he'd rather be here in Atlanta, where he's been all along. But a pretty good fallback plan if you're Freddie Freeman. You got the Dodgers with a a deep bank account, more money than they could ever spend. And it's Freddie's uh, home. Pretty good fallback plan for Freddie Freeman. Brace yourself, Braves fans. This is about to get ugly. And the other thing, it might get me in trouble. But re-sign Freddie. Yeah, it seemed funny then. It just doesn't seem funny right now. Because apparently, you know, as I'm just reading the tea leaves here, uh, I'd say there's a better chance of Freeman 
going to L.A. and playing for the Dodgers than staying here with the Atlanta Braves. And just reading so much stuff overnight into the morning here as we shift gears going from football into baseball season. Uh, ran across uh, one baseball writer that said it's absolutely pathetic is the term he used. Pathetic. If the Braves don't re-up with Freddie Freeman. And the, the writer said this because, look, you've got both Ronald Acuna Jr., a top five player in Major League Baseball, and you got Ozzie Albies, who's a top 50 player in Major League Baseball. And they're both being paid below market value. And you're still reluctant to give Freddie Freeman a sixth year. Now, the Yankees reportedly, uh, their name keeps coming up too, but my goodness, they've already got Garrett Cole making $36 million this coming season, and you got Giancarlo Stanton making uh, $30 million, roughly, in this season. So I, I'm not sure they can, you know, the Yankees are the Yankees, and they got deep pockets too, but are they going to add a third player making $30 million a year? And Freddie doesn't seem like a New York kind of guy to me. But this is getting interesting here. Pitchers and catchers supposed to report on Sunday, this past Sunday, for the Atlanta Braves. And we are sitting on hold right now. And as soon as they get this collective bargaining agreement thing worked out, then this Freddie Freeman situation is going to be warp speed, man. It's going to happen quickly. And then we're going to have content for weeks at a time with these Braves. So we just throw out the phone number, 404-231-1680, the number, and Braves fans will uh, double down on the phone calls into 680, the fan, the home of the Braves. And we could just sit here for 42 minutes or an hour of the show and take nothing but phone calls on Freeman and why the Braves didn't re-sign him. And then you got Anthopolis scrambling, trying to figure out who the first baseman's going to be this year because there certainly isn't one on the roster. And don't give me that nonsense about Austin Riley. Well, you can move Austin Riley over there to first base. Please. He's a third baseman. So there you go. There's the uh, the big take this morning. Want to move right into some Falcons talk, too, as we move quickly here on the Buck Palouse Show. The Falcons' draft needs are too many to fit into a one-hour show. I mean, that's just the case. I sat down last night, and I was, you know, reworking my 2022 Falcons depth chart, and I've got holes all over the roster. I mean, you look at that defensive line, the only name I've got down there is Grady Jarrett. He's the only legitimate defensive lineman we've got. And then you look at wide receiver with Calvin Ridley's situation, who we've, we've spoken about multiple times on this show. Can't believe they hadn't gotten in front of him yet to figure out where they're going. N basically, no wide receivers coming into this year right now. Zero. Got nobody to throw it to. There's a big need. You got offensive line. I look down, I see Lindstrom, uh, one of the top offensive guards in, in the National Football League. And then you got question marks at every other spot. Matthews at left tackle. I, you know, I'm assuming you move forward with that. And he's a good player. Middle of the pack kind of guy, but then you got left guard, center, right tackle. What you going to do? And then you uh, got cornerback, obviously. A.J. Terrell was tremendous 
last season, but you got a quarterback that says, okay, where's Terrell? We're going to work to the other side of the field because the other cornerback is not up to snuff. So you got a big need going on there. Good news, though, uh, I'm going to give you good news here on the Buck Baloo Show as it relates to the Falcons and their needs. The general manager, Mr. Fontenot, believes in best available player with a first-round pick. Falcons have the eighth pick in the first round. And the Falcons have so many needs that the best available player will most likely fit a need, which is a good thing. We won't be taking calls arguing about whether they should have take, uh, filled the biggest need uh, on the, uh, the team, uh, edge rusher or defensive lineman, or should they have gone with the best available player? There's the good news. We've got so many multiple needs across the board on both sides of the ball with the Falcons that the best available player will probably fit one of those needs. Whether it's Derek Stingley, who apparently at this point in time looks like he could be available with the eighth pick. Dynamic duo. They could pair him with A.J. Terrell. And, boy, the Falcons would look good for years to come at the cornerback spot. You could go Traylon Burks there, too, a guy I really like as far as the receivers. And you could pair him. You would have two big-time physical playmakers in Pitts and Burks. I would love that duo offensively. Defensive line, gosh, Jordan Davis. I know the Falcons typically don't take Georgia players. This might be a good year to do so. Or maybe a former Georgia player in Jermaine Johnson the star of the Senior Bowl uh, last week down in Mobile. The combine is approaching. The process has barely started. We've got a long way to go to identify the top players in the 2022 NFL draft. But I'm here to tell you, the Blue Show's here to tell you, the Falcons are in a good spot at number eight. You've got an opportunity to select the top player on the board when their spot comes up at eight and at the same time address one of the multiple needs you've got with this football team. Let's bring on Jeff. He joins us on the show, Buck Baloo Show. Jeff, well, appreciate you chiming in, man. What's going on? Man, uh, so, Buck, let me ask you a question. Um, George Bogos, quarterback next year. Stetson Bennett. It is going to be said. Okay. I mean, you know that stuff. Uh, let, let, let's get to Freddie, though. Okay. Uh, why are we not uh, paying him? I mean, my goodness. I mean, Buck, you're right. I, I listened to your monologue uh, starting out. I'm like, why are we not paying Freddie? Well, because they don't want to pay him $30 million when he's 38 years old. They feel like they won't get their money's worth in the final year if you give him that sixth year. But, Buck. Let me ask you a question. Did he not earn it? We just won the World Series. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I would have already paid him. I mean, Buck, that, that's what the Yankees do. That's what the Red Sox do. They pay players, right? I mean, you, you win World Series. I mean, it, 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 it's kind of one of those things, right? Don't I mean, you have to do it, don't you? Me and you would. But the Braves, fiscally responsible, 
not your typical organization. Don't put us in the category with the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Red Sox, who just will cut the check and not even think twice about it. We do with the Atlanta Braves. And it's put Freddie Freeman at risk and the fan base at risk as we sit here during this lockout. Let's get to the Buck Blue Show headline brought to you by Grease Monkey. Got the Hawks and Cavaliers running the floor tonight here in Atlanta. The Hawks have lost two in a row, three out of four. We need to jumpstart this thing again. Right now, the Hawks are 26 and 30, and we're 10th in the Eastern Conference. 10th. The Cavs are third, by the way. And we will not have John Collins on the floor tonight. He's injured a foot. And without Collins, that means Trey Young showing up thinking, okay, I got to go off here tonight. Since we won seven in a row, heading into this game, we're two and five. And I believe our uh, research staff, Derek, uh, who put this together for us, we are uh, 26 games remaining in the season, something along those lines. And right now we're three games back of the eighth seed, which happens to be the Nets. So you want to make the playoffs? Man, we better get on a run, and it better start tonight. I mean, is 16-10 and 10 the rest of the year? Is that realistic? Put the, uh, the Hawks finishing at 42-40. and 40. Is that asking too much to go 16-10 and 10 DT? Am I asking too much out of this Atlanta Hawks team? No, well, we've seen this. It's a streaky team, right? I mean, they have to get hot at the, at the right time. They've won a lot of games and then lost a lot of games, frankly. And as of right now, Buck, they are tied for 10th with the Washington Wizards uh, at, at the bottom edge of the playoff run or the bottom half of the playoff standings here in the Eastern Conference. So uh, the time has come to turn it on. Look, and it's a tough week, too. You you got the Cavs, who are 35-22 and 22 tonight. Yeah, I, I want to look ahead at the schedule. because Then you go uh, to Orlando. And that is tomorrow night. And then you go to Chicago. And you're back home on Saturday taking on the Raptors. And that finishes out the month of February. I tell you what, we need to pick it up, Lou Williams. When he scores 10, we normally win. Lou, come on, man. We need you right now. We got to go on a run. Okongwu, we got to keep making an impact. We got to pick it up a little bit. Keep doing what you're doing, young man couple of guys that need to pick it up. And John Collins, get healthy soon. Headlines brought to you by Grease Monkey. Oil changes and more. It's done fast. It's done right. Visit GreaseMonkeyAuto.com for store locations and special offers. Got some good news coming out of the Georgia program. Now, a lot of people would think it's bad news. I look at it the other way. I'll explain. Coming up next, Buck Baloo Show underway here on The Fan, 10 to 11, Monday through Friday on 680 and 93.7. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. 
Buck Blue Show on the fan. We got Kirby looking for a new defensive back coach. We'll hit that coming up in a few moments. So stick around for that. In the process, it might hurt one of the other local big-time programs in the Deep South. Hey, the 680 The Fan uh, mobile app is driven by Beaver Toyota. Stay connected to all the latest news, your favorite fan shows on the fan app, sponsored by Beaver Direct, the fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. Visit beavertoyotaofcoming.com and see what wow really means. Download the fan app now in the iTunes and Google Play Store. They're right down the street from me. I get to see them all the time. Wow. Driving around. And I've got some uh, some good news for you Bulldog fans. You heard DT there with his little sports update talking about Brock Bowers. and That's where I want to go right now. Look, it's bad that the Georgia All-American tight end Brock Bowers had shoulder surgery here in the last couple of days for a, a torn labrum. Hey, it happens in football. Physical sport out there. He will miss spring football practice, which I don't believe is, is really that bad. In fact, I think it's good for Brock Bowers. And it's good because I've always looked at spring football practice. Maybe it's the baseball player coming out and me. But I looked at spring football practice was mainly an opportunity to get a really good look at where the players that did not play last season, where they are in the process. So the second teamer, the third team player, the newbie, the guy showing up early, you get a good look at where they're at. Kirby Smart, Todd Monken, this Bulldog coaching staff, they know what they have in Brock Bowers. They know they've got an all-star, a stud, a guy they're going to feature come come this fall when the uh, real football shows up. They already know what they have in Brock Bowers. They don't need to see him during spring football practice. Now, they, they need to see what the other guys are bringing to the table. Darnell Washington had the foot injury most of the year, and it held him back. I believe they know what they have in, in Darnell Washington. But these other guys, uh, you know, that's what spring football practice is all about, in my opinion. See where the other players that did not play last season, where they are in their development phase. Are they getting close to being ready to play? You're giving those guys all the reps during the spring. Bowers doesn't really need spring football practice to be ready to go when the games come around. Physically, it's probably a good thing to uh, rehab a guy like this, uh, get away from the physical contact during the spring. It's a good thing. Avoid contact for Brock Bowers. He doesn't need it. He knows the offense. He's got chemistry with Stetson Bennett, the quarterback. There's no reason why Brock Bowers should be going through spring football practice, in my opinion. And I tell you what, I know they've got a handful of tight ends on the roster, and one guy that I've had a chance to see play over the last two to three years is Oscar Delph who signed in this current recruiting class, and he's an early enrollee, went through some of the bowl practices. Saw him hanging out over at Kirby's house for the Super Bowl. 
Oscar Delp is a guy that could really benefit from getting extra reps during spring football practice. We went and ate lunch a couple times. Delph is a special, talented, big receiver out of the mold of a Brock Bowers. I don't look at Bowers as a tight end, the guy that's going to line up next to the offensive tackle, and you're going to knock those defensive linemen off the ball into the linebackers and then be able to run that football consistently. No, that's not who they are. Brock Bowers and I believe Oscar Delph are big receivers, guys you're going to get involved in the passing game. And guys like Delph could really benefit from getting some of Brock Bowers' reps during spring football practice. We'll allow him to develop quicker. We'll allow him to be ready to play when the season rolls around. So if you're thinking when you hear these uh, the sports blast and you're reading it online, you're saying, oh, Brock Bowers missing spring football practice. Oh, that's trouble. No, that's no, that's no trouble at all. I mean, Kobe Dean did this last year, had the labrum surgery, didn't go through spring football practice. Bulldogs already knew that they had an all-star player in Kobe Dean. He rested his body. He didn't have any physical contact during a, a meaningless spring football practice. And look at the season he had this past year. He's going to be a first-round pick. Man, he'd look good in a Falcons uniform, I'm just saying. Same way with Brock Bowers. So don't don't think this is bad news. Everybody panic! <laughs> yeah, don't run in the street like a crazy man. Brock Bowers is going to be just fine. He's probably better off not going through spring football practice. Nerney, uh, what do you think? Am I out of line here saying that these starters, these guys that have proven themselves, they spring football is a waste of time. Yeah, no, if there's one guy on this roster, and the only I would say the only reason I could see them wanting to get him reps, probably just more on like seven-on-seven seven pass go. He's not going to be too physical, but yeah. if – you know, there truly was a competition at quarterback, and we didn't know that Stetson was going to return to be quarterback, and maybe you want to get him some reps with the younger guys. I could see that. Yeah. But, I mean, the truth of the matter is that even if he was fully healthy, Kirby would probably have uh, Brock Bowers in bubble wrap for the most of spring. Practice. Yeah, why would you risk injury to one of your best players on the team? Doesn't make any sense. And, and look, I uh, well, there's probably somebody saying, well, Blue, what about you? You didn't take advantage of spring football? Well, no. I was playing baseball. And you know what? It didn't hurt my performance come the fall. I'd already proven myself. I already knew the offense. I already had chemistry with Lindsey Scott. Guys like that. A spring football practice for the returning starter is not really necessary, in my opinion. Buck, you must have been heartbroken to miss spring practice back there when you had to play baseball. Well, look, there was some guilt. There was some guilt involved with that. Offensive tackles looking at you like. Well, I had one of them, too, that came up and said, Blue, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. how about you? you skipping spring football? You're killing us. And I'll say, no, no, not at all. You're looking at it the wrong way. I know the offense. I know the players. I've got chemistry with the wide receivers. And it's not going to help. And then he looked, oh, Blue, uh, you know, that didn't make any sense to me. I'd say, well, look, my dream is to play Major League Baseball. So that's why I'm playing baseball during the spring. I'm not playing baseball during the spring to skip out on football practice. 
I'm playing baseball in the spring because that's my dream is to play professional baseball. And once you addressed it in that way, the player, okay, yeah, I understand what you're doing now. Yeah, it makes sense. I don't know why the first instinct is to think, yeah, you know, you're trying to get out of something. Well, no, I'm working towards something else. And let me tell you the pushback, playing two sports, I felt it in high school, felt it in college. And my message to anybody trying to do that out there that might be listening to the show or a dad might be listening to the show is to empower your young student athlete to be convicted in their dream, that you're going to meet resistance along the way. Stay strong with what you want to do because people are going to try to influence you, man. They're going to try to say, well, you, you don't deserve to play. Everybody else is that. Well, good then. Good. How about that? Brock Bowers, he doesn't need spring football practice. This isn't a bad story. It's actually a good story. Sort of like the Chili Dip Open coming up later this month. It's the year's first big golf tournament. Chili Dip Open at Bears Best Atlanta. Unfortunately, it's sold out. And we want to thank uh, everybody that signed up to come out and play with us. The Chili Dip Open benefiting First Tee Metro Atlanta coming up Friday, February 25th at Bears Best. And it's brought to you by Ghost Coast Distillery, This Stuff Matters, the Haug Law Group, Beaver Toyota, Tito's Handmade Vodka, Georgia Hemp Company, Corona, and PGA Tour Superstore. <sighs> got it all in. Got it all in, man. We got to, hey, uh, let, let's do the NFL Top 5 right here. The best in college football and the NFL. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, two, one, one. It's time for Buck Baloo's Top 5. All right, DT. Okay, Buck. Bad news coming out of the Super Bowl for Odell Beckham. What's next for OBJ? Uh, surgery yep. on a torn ACL is what it is. And what comes after surgery? Free agency. Oh. Huh. Sort of bad timing for Odell Beckham Jr., another knee injury, another knee surgery, and you're a free agent. I would just say wait until you've recovered fully to sign with a team, and it may may be into next season. But that's probably the direction Odell Beckham Jr. is going to have to go. He's going to be late to camp. Well, it used to be, I remember when I was younger, just what, just 15 years ago. You got a knee like this, it was a year. Yeah. Right? That's just, that was the, that now was the it's rule. about eight months, apparently. And now that's not necessarily the case, but obviously don't, I don't see him being ready for a fall camp or anything like that. Well, no, and so nobody really is going to want to sign him until he's completely healthy. So go ahead and get ready, Odell. Season's already going to be underway when you sign with your next team. And but, good luck in the rehab. Yeah, that's probably the toughest part. But hey, he, he got his ring. Speaking of rings, Buck, who was the favorite for next year's Super Bowl? Next year? We just yeah, got no, through this year, Yeah, man. Rams won. I'm looking ahead. What, we only got like 360-some days. Who's going to win I next mean, year? I mean, my goodness. We're turning the page quickly around here. Well, that's what they do in Vegas and on uh, the sports networks and stuff. Yeah, what, what about next year? You know, I hit Kincaid up on this one earlier this morning, texted. And I know it was during his show up in Philadelphia. The Eagles aren't going to be that good this year. Never never got back with me, though. Come on, Kincaid. 
So I had to do this research on it myself. Apparently, you got the Chiefs and the Bills. As far as Vegas is concerned, they're the favorites to win the Super Bowl next year. Now, look, one of them's not going to make it. They're both in the AFC. So that just tells you they're looking at the strength, the top of the AFC, Vegas is, and saying the Chiefs and Bills are better than anything over in the NFC. Throw in the Bengals, throw in the Chargers. I mean, you've got to be a little bit nutty, in my opinion, to a couple days after the Super Bowl. Put a wager down on who's going to get to the Super Bowl next year. I'm thinking at that point in time, you've got to be hooked you know, on gambling if you're doing this You one. know who they're picking in the draft. You know who they're getting in free agency. Willing to throw some hey, cash man, you down. put a bet down on who's going to be in the Super Bowl next year. <laughs> no, not yet. Well... Joe Burrow was in the Super Bowl this year, but we saw that nasty, nasty looking, we thought maybe, knee injury. Yeah. What's up for Joe Burrow? Man, I just couldn't get over the close-up where they, man, they, they got up tight on Joe Burrow, and he's at the bottom of the pile, and they've got the headshot, and he is screaming bloody murder as he's holding his good knee. And I was thinking at the time, he's done. I mean, they're going to have to come escort him off the field. Bring out the stretcher, the golf cart. He's going to need it. He got up and walked off. He's going to be evaluated in Cincinnati today. Could it be that nothing's wrong? That would be a little surprising based on what we saw. But then then again, he came back in and played relatively well. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was just a miracle. He's a tough guy, man. I mean, he's a gamer. He wasn't coming out of that game. He's cool, too, man. He is cool. The turtlenecks and the sunglasses. I wish him well. Well, of course we do. On the other side, uh, not thinking about an injury, but oddly enough, what what do you put the percentage on Aaron Donald actually retiring from the NFL now? I'd have to put that at zero percent. Might be higher than zero, but I don't see him watching. Zero percent down there. I mean, like this guy at the top of his game. I had him at three sacks in the Super Bowl. I counted that last one where Burrow just sort of slung it before he went down to the ground. He made more plays than just the two sacks he got. I mean, there are most people saying Aaron Donald should have been the most valuable player in the game. Would not have argued. Totally dominate. What about that play in the run game, third down and one? at the end of the game that he stood up the dude and brought the running back down. And this guy's at the top of his game, and he's getting paid like it, too. I could not imagine for a second that he's serious about walking away from the game right now. Only 30 years old, and I heard earlier, apparently he never actually said that out loud. Someone kind of insinuated that, so Rodney Harrison, maybe some other folks. Um Maybe this has all been a little overblown with Aaron Donald I'm saying 0%. That might be about right. Well, Buck, pretty much everyone's filled. I don't know. The Rams, I assume, have made Kevin McConnell official. I didn't really notice that or see that. But all the NFL vacancies for head coaches have been filled. What was the best offseason head coach hire in the NFL? Well, the worst is one African-American head coach was hired. One and a half. Yeah, That's disappointing. The best hire, though, I'm convinced, went down in Jacksonville with Doug Peterson getting the job. You got Trevor Lawrence. You've invested boo coodles of money with. You took him with a first-round pick. You stunted his growth, putting that idiot Urban Meyer down there. 
So I think they flipped it. They've actually gone with the best available coach in this situation. A guy that knows how to play NFL quarterback. He did that for a living. He's coached the position for years. He's won a Super Bowl. Uh, Peterson was the best hire. And I'd give him Jacksonville an A for hiring Peterson because of the fit with Trevor Lawrence, who they've already invested so much in. Jacksonville Jaguars, the best hire this offseason. I know around here a lot of us will be cheering for uh, for the local Trevor Lawrence. That's your top five. Bronx Top 5 on 680 The Fan, Atlanta's sports station. We're going to ride this NFL thing as long as we can. Sort of a slow day out there in yeah, there's, sports. There's always something to talk about in the NFL, even the day after the Super Bowl. Heck, well, since the day after the Falcon season was over relatively early this year for me personally. But then you look ahead, you got free agency, you got the draft, you got, we already had the combine, or no, sorry, we already had senior day, we got the combine coming up, a lot of draft talk, free agency talk. Yeah. It never the stops. Underwear the Olympics will be getting started the first of next month. Yeah, show off a little bit. Walk out there in your underwear and they go, oh, wow. He's got the dad bod. He can't play. Then you see another guy who looks like Hercules walking out there, and he probably can't play a lick. It's I funny love, how I love that seeing happens. Tom Brady from the uh, from the combine back when he was drafted running up. Yeah, five I showed and a half that to my two week. boys, and they they got a kick out of that. Doesn't they, exactly look like a superhero with his their shirt. Their comment on. was, "Man, he has really developed through the years into a, a guy that looks like an athlete." All right, let's get to the Bulldog Roundtable. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Baloo. 25, 20, 45, 15, 10, 5. Get in there. Touchdown. Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union. Haug Law Group, Georgia Pack and Load, AAA. And by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Let's talk a little Bulldog football. Kirby Smart still looking to fill out his coaching staff, and he's got an opening as far as the defensive backfield job goes. So he's looking around. That cat at Auburn, uh, Etheridge, uh, he looks like he's going to stick around with Harson for a little bit. They probably sweeten the ante on him. Kirby was sniffing around, trying to get his hands on him. Now it looks like Kirby has turned his attention to a member of Dabo Sweeney's staff, with the Clemson Tigers. Mike Reed is his name. Been with Dabo at Clemson since 2013. And he was the defensive backfield coach up until 2021. This past season, Dabo uh, flipped him over to special teams, and he specifically was working with the cornerbacks. Now, I look at that as, as sort of a demotion. I mean, you're in charge of the defensive backfield. And then you you show up and Dabo says, you know what? I think we're going to put you over with special teams this year. Now, we're going to let you work with the cornerbacks. But I would look at that as sort of a step back if I was Mike Reed. And it looks like he will interview, if he hadn't already, with Kirby Smart for the Georgia secondary job. This guy played at Boston College, spent two years in the NFL with the Carolina Panthers, and obviously does a really good job recruiting. So there's two parts to the job as being the DB coach. One, you got to be able to recruit, and the other is you got to be able to coach. 
And remember, you got Kirby looking over your shoulder because Kirby's a former defensive backfield coach. So I wonder what Dabo's got to be a little uneasy about this one. You know, he's probably second-guessing his decision to demote Mike Reed, regretting that he told him, look, we're going to put you over there on special teams. And I bet Kirby is selling Georgia like nobody ever has right now, coming off the national championship. We got Keely Ringo, the star of that national title game. You're going to be coaching him up on one side of the field. We got all these young cornerbacks that we brought in last season. Got a chance to get them coached up. Look out for this one, Dabo. Mike Reed, you got Kirby Smart sniffing around that Clemson coaching staff. Georgia may have found their guy. We'll keep an eye on this one. We will keep an eye on that one. We've got our uh, 22nd annual Strikeout Leukemia and Lymphoma Radiothon coming up this Friday, and you guys have been awesome through the years helping us raise money and make a difference in the lives of those affected by blood cancers. Since 2001, 680 The Fan has aired our annual Strikeout Leukemia Lymphoma Radiothon, and thanks to the generous support of our loyal listeners, we've been able to raise over $2 million dollars to support the cause. So we're going to ask you again to tune in on Friday for the uh, the Radiothon. Uh, we'll be broadcasting live from the PGA Tour Superstore in Roswell. It's going to be hosted by all your favorite 680 The Fan shows. For more information on how you can make your donation and to see some of the incentive items available for donations the day of, visit 680thefan.com. And I want to invite you to do that right now. Looking forward to Friday as we make a difference. Coming up next, though, we've got a a big-time worldwide athlete that is feeling the pressure. We'll hit that. Plus, we've got a college football coach that's cashed in big, man, with a big contract. We'll end it with that. Buck Blue Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan Wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Got the Blue Show here on The Fan, 10 to 11, Monday through Friday. Appreciate you hanging out with us. And remember now, if you can't listen between 10 and 11, just go to that fan app and listen anywhere, anytime with the show podcast. Makes it really easy on you. There's one way to find it. When you're out and about between 10 and 11, can't get to the the station or listen to the show. And again, uh, Beaver Toyota of coming, Beaver Direct, is uh, driving the mobile app. Here at 680 The Fan. All right, got time for a couple of topics here to end the show. And wanted to touch on one that is really big news uh, dropping this morning out in the uh, sports world. And that is, you know, I've always been a big tennis fan. 
And I fell in love with tennis in college at the University of Georgia because the Georgia Bulldog tennis program was one of the best in the country. And every single year during that time I was at school, we would have the national championship coming to Athens. And as uh, luck would have it, the athletic dorm at the time, McWhorter Hall, was a 60-degree flop shot to the tennis courts. We had a lot of the tennis players living in the athletic dorm, so you got to know those guys and became very close friends with many of them. So we wanted to go out and support those guys and check them out playing tennis. Got to see some of the greats come through there, too. Man, those were good memories. So I've uh, fallen in love with the game and played a lot of tennis through the years. I was a, a serve and volley guy, not a baseliner. More like, remember Boris Becker? That's, that's how I was playing. Serve and charge the net, brother. But uh, that said, big news coming out of the tennis world as Novak Djokovic, as we just heard in the sports blast, says he will opt out of future ma- majors that require the vaccine. Like he uh, just tried to play in the Australian Open, and that didn't really work out for him. Had to go back home because of the vax mandate. And Novak saying, and I quote here, that's the price I'm willing to pay. And his rival, his competitor, Nadal, won the Aussie and moved ahead of Djokovic and now holds the record for most Grand Slam victories in tennis because Djokovic didn't play. And Djokovic saying, hey, man, that's the price I'm willing to pay. Nobody's going to force me to do something that I don't want to do. Djokovic saying he isn't against vaccinations. He says, and I quote, I've never said that I'm part of that movement. But I believe in personal choice. So we may not see him playing in any of these the rest of the year. Next up, you've got Paris. The French Open. And he might have trouble there, but Buck, he's the defending champion at Wimbledon, and they have actually have allowed some exemptions for various COVID regulations for visiting athletes, apparent from what I've read. Yeah, and then you so, finish up in New York. Maybe maybe he gets back in, or maybe he one of the two sides. Does he play them. in New York? I, I, Don't ask me. <laughs> that's a, probably a, a doubtful that he's going to play in New York. Novak Djokovic, man, standing up strong. Price I'm willing to pay. Interesting. That's where we are these days. Seen a lot of this going on. By the way, the Super Bowl, we didn't see the truck drivers interrupt that, right? Because of the mandate on the truck drivers getting the vaccine. Reportedly, they were getting ready to uh, crowd up around the Super Bowl with the 18-wheelers and be a big distraction. Somehow that didn't take place. I'm a little confused by that when you're sitting in a truck alone. It's like I see these people driving down, uh, down 400 and 285. They're in the car alone with a mask on. That said, though, let's get to the final word.
Got some more news coming out of college football as Luke Fickle, the Cincinnati Bearcats head coach, has accepted a raise from the Cincinnati program. They're going to raise him up to $5 million a year to be the head coach. And I totally believe it's deserved. And it's a really smart investment for Cincinnati. I believe they get $6 million for just making the college football playoffs. And let me just say, I don't believe the Bearcats make the college football playoffs without Luke Fickle as the head coach. So a good sign, mid-major football program stepping up with a head coaching pay scale. This is a good thing. Uh, They're at the top of the group of five. Looks like they could be moving toward that Big 12 sometime soon, too. So hoping to hang on to Luke Fickle who is 44-7 over the last four seasons. Talk about getting the job done. Here's a guy getting the job done. Now, I saw where Pro Football Focus going into last season, they had rated Fickle number 15 among the college football head coaches. Number 15. And I believe when they do that again prior to the upcoming season, Luke Fickle will be in the top 10. And a salary well-deserved, and a really good investment by the Cincinnati Bearcats. Very smart to hang on to an outstanding head coach. Well, that's going to do it for the Buck Blue Show today on this Tuesday, February 15th. We appreciate you hanging out with us Monday through Friday, 10 to 11. For Road Dog, Derek Thomas, and Sean Nurney. Hope you have a great rest of the day, everybody. Stay tuned. Nick and Chris coming up next here on The Fan. Thank you, Buck. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Is there chaos in your closet? Look, Blouse, you've got some nerve hanging there like that. I can't help it. I'm jammed in here next to this suit. Hey, I'm a three-piece, all right, which means I need a little more room. You've got a lot of attitude for a linen suit. I'm a polyester blend, sweetheart, and there needs to be room for men's clothes, too. Hi, I'm Christina, and in Artisan Custom Closets, we help families organize and simplify their closets with customized storage solutions. See what's possible for your home at artisancustomcloset.com and then call us for a free in-home consultation. 